welcome to the Elliott Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott here with Aaron Elliott and Aiden Elliott. We are in Melbourne, Australia. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm feeling great. Yeah. It is our last week in Australia. Next week we will not be here. So today we're going to be talking about our overall impressions of Australia, which, you know, to be honest with you, it's not going to be easy summarizing three months into just a few minutes. So let's start with the easy part, which is this week's question. Have you ever been to a destination where you've come back and you've told your friends, you've tried to describe to your friends what the experience was like and you had a hard time like putting it into a succinct summary where you've just said, I don't know, there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things and if you've ever had that experience, I would love to know. A a destination that is almost impossible to describe, I want you to try to describe it. Tell me where you were. And uh, maybe uh, your fellow commenters will help you, you know, describe the place for you. Who knows? Maybe we will, too. Mm, yeah. Have you ever been to, other than Australia, have you ever been to a place that you didn't think you could describe? Like, Are we supposed to answer that at the end of the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I, I know that I have. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that. But first, we've had a very active week here. Very busy week. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've done a lot. Uh, Aaron, can you kind of give us a rundown of what we've been doing? Well, the gist of it is we've been in St. Kilda. It's been raining a bit. Uh, we've been walking around the park where they had the Formula 1. So they had a Grand Prix here, and we've been hearing that, of course. You've probably heard of that already. Uh, walking up and down beaches. We've gone into town a couple times uh, to do some tours. And beyond that, we've just been uh, also eating our way through this place. Doing whatever, uh, whatever might be interesting towards things. Okay, we did a tour on earlier this week, on Monday, of the Great Ocean Road. And um, unfortunately, Aiden couldn't join us because he, was, um, he had a lot of uh, schoolwork to do. So you and I went. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of the Great Ocean Road, Aaron? Well, it's very interesting because it was a highway, kind of like Highway 1 in California. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it goes along the coast. So that makes it unique. But this was particularly open for tourism. And, um, you know, it's sort of a long, windy road. Reminds me a lot of Highway 1. Yeah, it's like um, California. You know, the only thing I would say is it's just a little bit less developed, probably. And um, it probably, you're probably going to like it, though, if you really like surfing. Because there are some very historic places in the uh, history of surfing yeah. on Great Ocean Road. And so I think that if you really like surfing, that's definitely a place to be. The Great Ocean Road runs uh, just outside Melbourne, and it runs uh, along the western coast. It's very, very similar to the uh, to Highway One in California, except that they have kangaroos, wallabies, parrots. They've got lots and lots of these these white uh, cockatoo parrots. Yeah, very loud and ferns. They have koalas. And, oh, we saw koalas. Yeah, yeah. You missed the koalas, Iden. Koalas are very slow and they don't do very much. They're just cute. Yeah. You know, um, apparently if you take eucalyptus leaves off of a tree, put it on a plate and put it in front of a koala, it will not eat it. It must be fresh. uh, Because it doesn't recognize it as food. And also, eucalyptus leaves aren't actually very healthy for koalas, even though it's the only thing they eat. They're actually just addicted to it. Um, Koalas used to eat other things that were more nutritious, but... 
apparently they just started eating eucalyptus leaves and they got addicted to it and now that's the only thing that they eat. It's actually so bad for them that that's the biggest contributor to the reason why they sleep for the majority of the day. It's because they have so little energy from only eating eucalyptus leaves. Yeah, they're not very high in nutrition and koalas are not the smartest animals. I very think they dumb. have a brain that's like the size of a small like a It's not actually walnut. that. Their brains <laughs> not are, a walnut. It's smaller than that. Smaller than a walnut. Okay. Their brains are um, not only small; they're actually super smooth. Oh, really? I, you know, I just didn't know that. The more folds in your brain, you know, the more um, apparently, you know, the, the more neurons there are. Mm-hmm. And their brain, if you take it out of their head, um, and you, uh, I guess, do They'll some never sort miss of autopsy, it. <laughs> it's one hundred percent smooth, completely smooth on the surface. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anyone to take my brain out. I don't want to find out. So we did the Great Ocean Drive, and um, that was, I I think that that was a nice kind of full day experience. But then we also did a few other things. What else did we do? We we hit a couple of art exhibits, and then we also went to the uh, the Melbourne Cricket Club. I you were with us for that. What did you think of the Melbourne Cricket Club? This is a huge stadium here in Melbourne where they play cricket. I think the the most interesting part of that club for me was the club itself. It wasn't mm-hmm. even the stadium. Uh, we got to see the box seats. That you know that was cool. Uh, we got to see the lounge for the uh, club members. That was also cool. But really, the most interesting part for me was uh, other benefits of being in the club. For instance. Mm-hmm. If you go over to Canada and you go to their uh, football club, you actually get all the perks of a regular member. But in Canada, they pay ten thousand Canadian dollars, mm-hmm. and here they pay eight hundred, um, eight hundred Australian dollars. And you get to go all to all the Taylor Swift concerts yep. too. All the Taylor Swift concerts, all of the games, <coughs> um, and you know it's a lot cheaper, but it, it's a much longer waiting list. And so our guide had been a part of the club for a while. And he was um, going on about all the benefits, and there are a lot of benefits. If you get a chance to get into that club and you like sports a lot, and you, you may, maybe you're going around to other international uh, clubs that are maybe more expensive, it is 100% worth the money. It's just very hard to get in. Yeah, I, I think that if, if I lived in Melbourne, I would become a member because you, you do have so many benefits. But you know, this guy, our tour guide, was trying to sell us on joining, and we were going, well, we don't really live here, so... Yeah. After that, though, we went to an exhibit uh, of uh, called Rhone, um, and it is uh, it's in a tower right near the train station, and uh, it's uh, well, it, it was the artist Rhone, I should say, um, which is was just really very something that unlike we anything we'd ever done before. Um, it, it is um, a uh, each room is kind of done in a very liminal way. And then there, there's a, a large projection art on the wall of, of a young model, um, young model's face. And um, I, I just thought that this was kind of one of those mind-bending experiences that uh, um, that I've never seen before. What, what about you, Aaron? It's kind of like being inside Photoshop. So mm-hmm. uh, if you went to the gallery, so the gallery has all of the images of uh, what these what these look like taken by the artist that's the artist's interpretation of it but uh, it's actually not some just random image and then everything's plastered onto it it actually exists so 
all of those images that you see online is like an actual room that was taken a photo that uh, they took a photo of, which means that it's a lot more work, but also it's a much more, how can I say, it's a much more interactive exhibit because you basically get to see all of the different things that contributed. So for example, there was this room full of old uh, sewing machines that had been broken and whatever else not. And then of course there's the the model's face sort of plastered on the wall. Yeah, it's the same model uh -huh. for everywhere, yeah. This yeah. happens in, in, at the Flinders Street Station. Apparently, there was a, that tower upstairs that had been abandoned for a long time. No one was in there, and then they came in, cleared it out, and they created this art exhibit. Your thoughts on that, Iden? Oh, yeah. Um, well, here, we, we, we talk about liminal spaces all the time. Mm -hmm. When you walk through airports, certain sections of the airport that, you know, maybe are closed at the time, they look like a liminal space. You know, imagine, um, for the listeners out there who don't know what a liminal space is, Google has some great images, but it's just very if, depressing if, if we were of, to yeah. describe it, it would be a, a very depressing, um, abandoned, transitional uh, space. So a hallway between airport terminals, an office, uh, a section of an office that's run down, maybe it has old wallpaper, um, definitely uh, a big part of a liminal of liminal spaces is um, yellowing plastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is a very particular type of liminal space because it's from the 1920s. Yeah, it's, it's a very old style. It's about 100 years old. Now, I should say the exhibit is called A Miracle Constantly Repeated. Roan actually is the name commonly given to the exhibit, but Roan is also the name of the street artist who uh, painted these these faces on walls um, and then and then added these 1920s type exhibit um, you know displays there and um, I, I you know people were spending a lot of time searching for meaning and I don't know it's a street artist I don't know if the street artist had any deeper meaning just decided to paint faces on the walls anyway yeah there you go so overall guys what did you think of Melbourne I think Melbourne is a really interesting city Definitely one of my favorite uh, Southern Hemisphere cities. And I, you know, I think I could come back here. It's an interesting city. I wouldn't say it's the best city ever. I mean, for example, <laughs> yeah. if you're in the States, I would say, well, if you're closer to LA, go there. Or if you're closer to uh, Orlando or Miami, yeah, go there. You're gonna have a better time there probably than in Melbourne. But if you really wanna go the extra distance and you wanna see Australia, and uh, all of that stuff, and you're not just interested in sort of city life, then yeah, Melbourne has some things to offer, but you have to make sure that you're the type of person, if you want a, a sure thing, you've got to make sure you're the type of person that, you know, likes surfing, that likes, um, uh, likes the sort of life, the yeah. coffee culture here, uh, the sort of offerings that uh, Melbourne has. But otherwise, yeah. I think it was, it was great that we were able to explore this place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were actually talking about that. All of us were talking about, you know, what are if we had to come somewhere in the southern hemisphere, like next year, uh, for let's say we wanted to come in January or December and and get a little, uh, you know, southern hemisphere summer action. Where would we go? We've been to a couple of southern hemisphere places, but I think Melbourne, easily my favorite big city in uh, Australia. But I could come back here for sure. How about you, Aiden? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Southern Hemisphere, um, first of all, like, if you're going to get a, a home to beat the, the cold, 
I mean, a lot of people just decide to go farther south. Mm. Really, if you want to 100% for certain beat the cold, <laughs> I know what you're say. go into the Southern Hemisphere. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, I think we've made our thoughts on, uh, you know, places like South Africa clear, um, you know, and also for the majority of the cities in Australia. Yeah, really, Perth you, and you, Brisbane. You, Perth and Brisbane, yeah, especially Brisbane. And, <laughs> Don't even get me started on Brisbane. Um, you know, we had, even though our time in Argentina was limited, I actually would go with Argentina because um, the, the food's better in Argentina. Buenos Aires. The, the food is better in Argentina. They did have good food. I mean, the, the people were very nice the there The people as well. were nice. Yeah. The food was better. It seemed a bit more lively. Um, don't go to Australia for good food. Yeah, well, unless you like very sweet food, because they love putting yeah. sugar in it. I mean, that, that's basically it. I mean, I, I, I won't go as far as to say it's bad. It's just a different palate. It's they different. like adding yeah, a lot of different. sugar. I'm glad that you, uh, you, there's a nice seg that you made there to Australia. So let's talk about Australia. We've been here for three months. And I guess, let, let me start by saying that I think Australia is one of those places that you have to see once in your life, but it's not for everyone. And I personally... I have a really hard time uh, kind of encapsulating all that I think of Australia into just a short few sound bites. It can be a very good experience and it can be a very bad experience, but I think that that's, that's that way for a lot of places. Um, Aiden, tell me what you thought of Australia. Well, I've already given a couple of points. Um, Give about, me some more points. About the food. Well, this is the only place where you can uh, go to a restaurant and order a dish that is what by by all means it looks 100 like a savory dish and you can ask the waiter and how sweet it is sweet. you can ask the waiter how sweet it is and they will give you a 100 dead-faced answer oh it's a bit sweet it's you know it's kind of sweet and you can ask them to bring the sweetness down like i don't even think that should be a thing but it is because of how sweet the food is uh, you just did that at the place we yeah, were. Yeah, we just you had lunch. A, uh, you ordered a breakfast burrito, and breakfast burrito is savory. And you said, "How sweet is it?" And then the guy said, oh, "It's pretty sweet." Just a little. He said, "Just a little bit." It's a little bit sweet. It and was more than a little bit. Sweet. So I don't even think this is just a, a thing that happens that people don't even realize. It is a thing that people know about that happens that is the preferred taste in Australia. Um, so for you, so it's about the food. It's a lot of it is about the food because the weather. Um, was not horrible you know the i would say a lot of the things i'm gonna if if zero is the worst thing we've ever a place we've ever been to and 10 is the best place we've ever been to it's a five and then you add in the food and it's a 4.5 okay so let's talk about the weather we went from perth which was blazing hot and windy we were there in january yes you could feel on your face yeah it was like very intense to brisbane which was not as windy, but very humid and very rainy. Yeah, and the thing with Brisbane is that most and people hot. most people would consider it bad weather. It's hot, it's humid, it rains a lot. But really, I mean, the thing is, I grew up in Orlando, and the weather there is exactly like Orlando. Even though on paper it's bad, I kind of liked it because it was like nostalgic. I was like, this is what it's like in Florida in it the was, summer. Yeah, it was a little bit. But then we went from there to Hobart, to Tasmania. Yeah. Four seasons in a day, very intense, oh, yeah. you know, and then and then to Melbourne, which is also kind of four seasons in a day. Aaron, your thoughts on Australia? I think um, for me, Australia is a B-tier country. A B-tier? You mean like a B-lister? 
B-list country. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Look, to be honest, I haven't seen all of Australia. I liked Hobart. I liked Melbourne, kind of. I mean, Hobart, there wasn't, it's maybe a two-week destination. There's not so much. And, and Tasmania in general, I think that uh, you could get more out of Tasmania. But I liked Hobart. I liked Melbourne. Um, so if I were to rank things on like my favorite cities in Australia, it would be, uh, um, number one would be Hobart. Mm -hmm. Then it would be Melbourne. Then it would be Perth. Then it would be Brisbane. I haven't seen Adelaide or Sydney yet. We have, none of us have, obviously. Yeah, we're going to make a quick so, stop in Sydney on our way to our, one of our next destinations. Yeah. But we're not going to have enough time to explore. But basically, yeah, Australia is not the best place to be. And I think that fundamentally, when you look at a country like Australia... You have to be aware of all of the different uh, hoops that you have to go through to get to the country. You have to uh, get a visa in order to come here. And then, of course, it's halfway across the world. It's, it's a far huge... Far away. Yeah. Very far away. And I think, ultimately, it's just not worth the bang for your buck. And there are other places. I mean, just go to Cancun or whatever. That, that'll be easier. <laughs> all right? Okay. My okay. opinion is that I'm, I'm glad that we went here. There were parts of Australia that I really, really liked. Like Tasmania, I really enjoyed Tasmania. Yeah, I feel like, Aaron, I, Tasmania was really good. I, I feel like the only problem with Tasmania was just the, the tour we had. Mm -hmm. Objectively, Tasmania was actually probably the best place we went to. It just, you know, we That's just... so much going on. It yeah. had so many really good aspects of it. Everything was so good. Perth was okay. But we were staying in the wrong neighborhood. We really should have been in um, Fremantle. Oh my God! Fremantle. If we were in Fre oh, if we were in Fremantle and Perth, yeah, you know. Okay, so, so I think okay to that extent, I think the comments are right. If you just went to Fremantle, if we were in Fremantle, I probably would have given Perth like an eight or a nine. Yeah, no, Fremantle, Fremantle was so good. Well, we were. We we went to Fremantle twice. We just should have been based in Fremantle yeah. instead of being based out in the middle of nowhere, which is. Unfortunately, we just didn't know enough about um, about Perth, and so it was really very difficult to you know, see what we were supposed to see. Yeah, and I also feel like you know the second you walk into Fremantle, um, the whole energy changes really. Where we were yeah. in Perth, it was it seemed to be where grumpy people retired, well, and was, then yeah, yeah, Fremantle, yeah. it's where all of the like young people are like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. We're going to have such a great time. We're going to start a business. We're going to have a... It's going to be awesome. And then meanwhile, we're out in the burbs where, you know, people, uh, people's dreams want to die. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, we've had that same mistake in cities in the U.S. When we were in Houston, we, would, we stayed in the area where people's dreams want to die. Yeah, good thing not to... It's a good idea not to stay in a place like that. You want to stay in a place where there's a lot of energy. Yeah. So, uh, lightning round here. Things you liked about... Australia, your favorite thing and your least favorite thing. So I'm going to start and I'm going to say my favorite thing about Australia was just the variety of things to do, especially the wildlife. You know, you've got the koalas and the kangaroos, the Tasmanian devils. Love that. Least favorite thing was the driving. I think that the movie Mad Max which was filmed in 1979, not so far from here. It's actually a reality-based movie. The Australians <laughs> are insane drivers. When they see you trying to cross the road, they will accelerate and aim for you. I have literally seen people get hit by cars here. 
or actually saw the aftermath of that. And if you, uh, if you try to cross in a crosswalk, people will honk at you for trying to cross in a crosswalk. Yeah, so just, you know, that's my least favorite thing. Aaron, favorite thing, least favorite thing? Flora and fauna, also they've got a good uh, fungi scene in Tasmania. Least favorite thing is 20% of people here are mentally ill and it definitely <laughs> shows. Oh my God. Oh wow, ouch. Okay. Wow, Jesus I didn't, Christ. We, we missed you, you have to give us your least favorite thing. My favorite thing about Australia, okay, and this might be a little bit of a general uh, answer, but I would just say the entirety of Fremantle. I just really liked Fremantle. Okay. That is the one place I would come back to Australia for. Like, okay, Fremantle and Tasmania. Those are the, the because Tasmania was also really good. The, we we just it was just unfortunate how things were put together in Tasmania, but really Tasmania and Fremantle were two really good places I would revisit. Just those two places in okay. Australia. My least favorite, it is a toss-up between the driving, like you said, mm -hmm. and the food. The food is saccharine sweet. It's really, really, you get sick of it very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I think I was sick of it the second I tried it because I don't like sweet, savory food. If a food is supposed to be sweet, make it sweet. If it's supposed to be savory, make it savory. Don't make the savory food sweet, please. And also, don't try to run me over. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Good one, yeah. Please don't try to run Iden over if you see him in the road Please. in Australia somewhere. It's even more confusing because they drive on the wrong side of the road, so you just you look in the wrong direction anyway. It's very confusing. Yeah. So our question of the week, and I'll repeat: Have you ever been to a place where you're at a lack of words to actually describe that place? You're speechless. at a loss of words. Yes. You're speechless. You're like, I, I don't know how to explain this to people. Yeah. And just so, like us this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so our last question of the week, Dad. Last week, we asked for your favorite crazy weather destination, and we had a lot of really interesting responses. Kay says, Calgary, Alberta can have some crazy weather, particularly when a Chinook rolls in and we go below zero Celsius to a nice day. Zero Celsius, that's very cold. The temperatures have been known to jump 20 degrees in the space of one hour. I love Calgary. It's been a long time since we've been to Calgary, and we're going to go back soon. KP says, I live in West Virginia. We can easily experience in a shoulder season, such as now, sun, snow, more sun, snow, all gone due to warm up, drop in temperature with incoming rain all in one day. Although it's mostly all in one week that we have four seasons that are experienced. Uh, I have not experienced that schizophrenic West Virginia weather, but I have heard about it, and uh, we may be in that area sometime soon. Mickey says Melbourne is definitely known for food and especially coffee. It's a scene unto itself. As for weather, Michigan, she says, regularly gets everything except hurricanes and even they visit once in a while. I was just going to say, you never know. We've been having such wacky weather. You might have a hurricane up there at some point. Uh, Mickey also mentions Alexander McQueen. Uh, was known to Lee as his friends. We had mentioned the McQueen exhibit, and she says he was an unmistakable talent and is much missed. Uh, Mickey, if you knew him personally, we did not mean to be offensive when we were talking about him, but some of his uh, his outfits are are really difficult to describe, you know, so we were, yeah, that thing crowd was our challenge. If his stuff was a country, it would be very difficult to say. Exactly, to describe, exactly. So, yeah, make sure to leave those comments down below, guys. And Larry says, weird weather. You mentioned Rapid City. I assume that's the one in South Dakota. Yeah, that is the one that I mentioned. Did I say North Dakota? Oh, well, whatever. No, we, we said South Dakota. I thought I said South Dakota. Um, at any rate, uh, I'm bringing this to your attention. 
many years ago, and I'm certain continuing yet today, are temperature inversions, uh, a vertical rotation of much warmer high up air and much colder ground air that occasionally occurs along line uh, from Billings to Rapid City to Denver and then south into New Mexico, following the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. They do get crazy weather in that part of the country, and we've been there when that's happened. So uh, I'm sure that when we go back, we'll have a lot to talk about. We will, I think we're going to be back at some point in the pretty near future. We loved your comments. Thank you so much. Remember, this week we have the impossible to describe destination. Please leave your comments and we will read them next week. So where are we off to next, guys? We're going to go to Christchurch. Christchurch, New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. So we'll be reporting next week from New Zealand. I really have no idea what uh, to expect there. We are going. It's our first time and we don't know a soul. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, we will see you reporting from New Zealand next time. And uh, have a great week, everyone. Uh, say goodbye, guys. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.